regarding photos and images from Season 2 of Wheel of Time shall be discussed in this podcast. If you want nothing to do with those kinds of spoilers, then I suggest you not watch this video or listen to this podcast. You've been warned. Double P Media, doublepmedia.com. This is Spawn Center. Good morning, it's Get Up. Greeny here with you, Mike Greenberg. Thanks for joining me today. Lots of news as the schedule for Trollic TV comes out. And joining me once again to talk about it is Coach Trollic. Coach Trollic, welcome back to the program. Oh, thank you, Greeny. It's good to be back. It's good to be a coach again. You know, I had to do a singing career and all that stuff during the offseason. It's kind of tough, but we're back. The schedule is out. We're happy to be part of it. Now, let me ask you something, Coach. I mean, I don't know anything. I, don't, I haven't talked to anybody. I don't say anything normally, but I've got to say this. With a release of September 1st of 2023, it seems to me that if Amazon Prime does indeed make you play two or three games, two or three episodes in the first week. It's going to be a short and hard season for the Trollocs. That's right, Greeny. If that's the case, we'll just have to see how many episodes they're going to release at once during that first week. However, I'd like to point out that that's not what we're focused on. We're focused on winning this time around. We had some very poor production last season. We're working in all three phases this season. You know, terror, cannibalism, and general skullduggery. You got to have those three phases to be a good Trolloc team. But I got to tell you that it feels like our competition is really going to be strong this year. I've been looking out there to the West Coast and some of those teams like the Sean Chan that seem to be tearing out places with some kind of magic that I've never seen. And we're having to come up with a plan for that and understand what our role this season is going to be. It's interesting that you bring that up, Coach Trollick, because I don't know anything. I haven't talked to anybody. I don't know jack squat about anything, but I like to hear the sound of my own voice. And so I will say it seems to me there's going to be a lot of action this season, and it's going to be hard for you to work your way into that schedule. Well, that's kind of what I'm talking about, Greeny, exactly. I think it's going to be very difficult for us to find our way through a season that may be adapting not just one, but parts of two books. It's really an exciting time to be a coach of Trollocs, and we'll just have to see what the future brings. Thank you, Coach Trolloc, for joining us and closing things out with a very generic coach-speak topic. We'll be right back on Get Up, where we now are in our 1,078th straight day of talking about the Lakers. Welcome back to Bustin' Blockbusters Podcast. It's the podcast with the attention span of a toddler. Uh, We start off with Marvel. We go to shiny things like Wheel of Time. We then come back to Marvel. Then we run off and do a season of something on Netflix. And then we come back and we do a season of, of Marvel. And we do a season of Wheel of Time again. Lord of the Rings was in there. I've got people with me who was on Lord of the Rings with me. I've got people with me who was on Wheel of Time with me. Today is all about Wheel of Time. We have Bubba, 
the president and founder of Double P Media at Fit and Trim on Twitter. And we have Priscilla, who has her own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Priscilla TV one. Please check it out and subscribe. Today I'm also joined by special guests, two-thirds of the overlords of TV podcast industries. We're joined by Derek and John. Guys, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, tell me a little bit about TV podcast industries uh, before we move on to other things. Well, we're delighted to be here, Matt. Thank you so yeah, much for, for inviting us along. Um, I guess the overview of TV podcast industries, we've been going for nine years covering various TV shows, uh, lots of Marvel TV shows, lots of uh, fantasy TV shows, um, episode by episode, very similar to, to what you guys do. So uh, so yeah, delighted to be uh, with you. But we've got three hosts, myself, John and Chris, uh, our three hosts that, uh, that pop on and talk about uh, every single episode of every TV show that we like. Speaking of which, should we offer a congratulations to Chris. We understand he has a new member of the family coming or they have arrived into the world. Yeah, they certainly have. Yes. Um, so it is a big congratulations mm -hmm. to Chris and and his wife and of course to the newborn. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Once again, congratulations to Chris. Hopefully Chris is not reading Eye of the World to the baby already. <laughs> you know what a book reader he is. Yes. But yes. uh we do have one book reader, right, John? You yes. Are, where have you where have you left off in your book reading? I am currently part of the way through book four. Um, so okay. yes, I I started reading the books just before the first season because I'd never read them before. Chris had always mentioned them, and said I should, and so I thought, given that we were going to cover it, I should start to get into it. Of course, I kind of raced through. Uh, book one started book two thinking that la net, uh, the last year we were going to have season two and um, didn't happen mm -hmm. moved on to book three which i finished earlier this year whilst on holiday and started up on book four so i'm th through book four yeah uh, at the moment going through that yeah excellent and derek you are still a non-book reader or did you finally give in I, you know, it, it's weird, isn't it? That for for me, I've been uh, obviously podcasting about TV shows for so many years, and all based on books or comics or, or things that I have knowledge about. And the Wheel of Time is a big hole in my knowledge. Um, Chris is the one that proposed the show for us to do. He's he's the big book reader. He's the one that's read all the books multiple times and was like, "We're definitely doing this." Um, and I've stayed as spoiler free as I possibly can of uh, of all of the books. So they're all sitting on the shelf in our home as John reads through them and goes, oh my God, you can't imagine what's going to happen in season three of the show when it gets there. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to have to wait that out uh, and I'm, I'm going to stay as non-booked spoiled as I can. Okay, excellent. And you guys, you just do audio stuff. You don't do video stuff, right? Yeah, just audio. Yeah, yeah. very rarely. Um, a long time ago when we used to do Gotham, uh, another TV show uh, that we covered, uh, we used to do video. But yeah, we stick to our audio podcasting for the most part. I don't well, think let's... we're great live, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but it does give you a discipline. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you're seeing this video on the Double P Media YouTube, be sure to hit that like button or that dislike button. The algorithm goddess demands your attention and uh yes. we need something to tell us mm -hmm. what what people like and what they don't like and bubba can't wait to show me 17 thumbs down so that he can say get out of here kid <laughs> and 
we're going to talk about the big news uh, that you heard Coach Trollick talk about at the intro of this podcast. And I promise Coach Trollick will not return. I know how much you all love him. And we will uh, be talking about the fact that Season 2 of Wheel of Time finally returns in 2023. We will have it on September 1st at midnight GMT, which means Bubba and I will get to watch it Thursday night. Uh, Priscilla will not get to watch it until the morning. So um, that's the way that that works with time zones and all for where we are, which, as you can imagine, makes it really hard to do a podcast uh, when the three of us are together as well. We're really lucky over here because the way that they always release uh, Prime Video shows is we get to eat a bowl of cereal and watch it before work uh, when it comes out. So it's it's great for us. So you get to watch yeah. this stuff in the morning. So uh, so yeah, that always works out really well. It happens with all of the uh, all the shows uh, that are released on streaming services. So um, so I think it's going to be the same with Prime Video. If you want to contact me, I've been having trouble with Twitter, but at Bus Blockbuster, you can also tweet to. Uh, Double P Media. Actually, all of their socials are the word double, the letters PHQ. Uh, even for Facebook, facebook.com slash the word double, the letters PHQ. Or you can, of course, leave comments on the YouTube. Be sure to check out Priscilla's YouTube. Once again, youtube.com slash at PriscillaTV1. And be sure to check out Bubba's Double P Media YouTube channel, which is at uh, double P media, right? The word double the letter P, the word media on YouTube. So with all of that said, I want to get everybody's reaction to all of this. Bubba, let's start with you just about how you feel about this news. How much of a wrinkle is this going to put in your schedule when you're possibly still podcasting about Ahsoka? Ahsoka. <laughs> Matt, let me tell you something. This is great that Wheel of Time is coming back this fall, 2023, last fall, last year, so many people were tied up in big fantasy projects like the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, and House of the Dragon, the spinoff of Game of Thrones. Wheel of Time may have been forgotten about for a bit, but now it's going to have the entire fall to itself. This is exciting. It's time for it to grab the imagination of TV watchers everywhere. I'm excited. By the way, Bubba, do you, have you read any of the books? You have not, right? You no, have... I am not. I'm a show-only subject. I am a bit like Rand. I'm a bit confused as what happened at the end of season one, but I'm very excited about season two. All right. Mm -hmm. And you're just as annoying as Rand as well. Uh, Priscilla, what did you think of this announcement? Were you, were you looking for it? Were you expecting it? What do you And uh, how are you going to approach this season coming up? Well, I was really happy because um, I really enjoyed the first season. Um, I think he had some problems, but uh, overall, I, I was really satisfied with what they done. And um, like, I have a problem with this like uh, two years interval almost from one season to the other. I hope that they can get this fixed, not with the strikes. So perhaps I think it's going to get even worse now. Um, yeah, but I'm very excited, and uh, I, w I was hoping August, to be honest, but September the 1st is also a really good time. Uh, I believe that you are a book reader, correct? Have you read the entire series? Uh, three first books. Um, the first three books. Yeah, I, I decided to do like this. Like uh, I would do the series uh, as long as the, as the TV series is being made, so I have like both 
the non-reader and the reader perspective that makes sense. So for instance, like the first season was the first book and some parts of the second book. So I had the two books like read for the first season and now for the second season, like uh, the third one. So the Dragon Reborn. And uh, that's good. I, I have read the entirety of the series, although I don't remember a whole lot of it. I'm currently mm -hmm. in a reread oh. and following along another podcast uh, that's doing the reading of it. And it's very enlightening to me. Uh, I am through mm -hmm. book six and I've also read the, uh, the prequel book. So mm -hmm. zero through six, seven books total. Uh, Lord of Chaos is where I left off. But we will, in the interest of keeping Bubba spoiler free, we won't talk too much about book spoilers until we send him away and john how excited are you to be diving back into this now that you've been reading some of the books i i'm really really excited to get back into it. i, I really enjoyed the first um season mm -hmm. of, of the show and i liked how they treated the stuff from the books as well from book one and so i'm really intrigued to see how they kind of marry this up and i think i mean there's Certainly because they are introducing elements of book three. Um, but I'm I, I think like with book two, you've got such a big sort of crescendo to it. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Excellent. Uh Derek, uh obviously you guys do a whole lot of podcasts throughout the year mm -hmm. on, on lots of great television. Uh, so is this, is this timing pretty good for you? How's it working out for the, and just for you personally, in terms of watching the show? Yeah, I'm like, I'm really looking forward to getting back to Wheel of Time. We always make time for the shows that we love anyway, which is, uh, so, so, um, regardless of whether the timing is going to be good or not, uh, we will make time for Wheel of Time. Um, but it's, it's working out okay. Um, the, we, we've got about a show a month and there's only crossover of a few episodes here and there, uh, which is the best way you can have it. Um, we do have, I think it's Witcher that's coming out in August and, uh, Ahsoka coming out in August, which are two yeah. of the other shows that we're going to be covering. Um, so they may stretch into, uh, Wheel of Time time, but, um, but we're, we're, we should, we'll definitely be able to cover it. So it's not, not a major problem for us. Let's talk about the next item on the agenda, and that is now that we have this news and we got some pretty photos, about eight of them that were released with a, an Entertainment Weekly article, and then we also got uh, news that, you know, of the release, I'm wondering when we're going to get a trailer, because we've had these little teasers and everything. We might get another teaser before we get a trailer, but Priscilla, what do you think, uh, it seems like Comic-Con is a place where everybody likes to release their trailer stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, do you suspect that it'll be Comic-Con or there is a Wheel of Time convention the week before called WatCon uh, that they do every year? And I know that Bubba uh, watches the YouTubes of somebody who is an organizer of that con as well i can't remember that youtube guy's name bubba do you enablers i think it's enablers no do you think that they might release something by then for those people to consume before we get to comic con or will it will they wait till comic con well they have like some sort of like rule for releasing trailers right it's like something like four weeks before the the premiere so it should be august so whatever comes first for me, it's like, uh, it's preferable, but also they tend to have like two sorts of trailers now. Now they have oh, yeah. also like, when, so 
I suppose they would have one trailer for the the Watcon and one trailer for the Comic Con, but I really would like them to do something different and just release a trailer like out of nowhere, like one day, just like nothing. It's like, yeah. Well, it's funny because they made this announcement of September first being a release date exactly one hundred days before it was released uh, or yeah. used to be released. So. Baba, do you think that they'll just, uh, again, the marketing people have just taken over and we've got to have this so that people will talk about it in a buzz-like fashion? The marketing people should take over, Matt. We This is a big production meant for the entire world. And that means it's got to reach everybody, not just our friends who go to WatCon and our fans of the books. It's got to reach everybody. It's got to get everybody excited. I think you were mentioning Comic-Con early. How do you own an event like Comic-Con where so many properties are trying to get excitement and people thrilled for what's coming up? I think a trailer has to be released then. And you were right, maybe two, maybe three, whatever it takes. You, like I'm saying, in this fantasy space, this is the wheel of time's time to jump up and remind everybody what a great show this can be. And so I say release 50 trailers, whatever it takes to get the audience Mm -hmm. excited. I, I would think it's going to be Comic-Con. I think it's probably a good distance out from the 1st of September, but I, I think they definitely need to release one because, yeah, there was the teaser and, you know, it teased a few bits and bobs. And I think at the time I was like, okay, I don't remember that from book two, say, right. for example, or I couldn't really sort of grasp where it was and mm. I was only partly through book three. So, um, I hope they do because um, you know I think this is you know it's got such good production values. I've really enjoyed the writing on it. I think the cast are really good. Um, that you know I think Amazon Prime really needs to kind of promote the hell out of it and, and really yeah. sort of back it, um, mm-hmm. like they did with Rings of Power. Um, you know because I, I think you know they've got some really good fantasy properties here mm-hmm. and. Um, it could it could really be um, a, a big draw for Amazon Prime, which I think it probably suffers a little bit compared to some of the other places like Disney Plus and Netflix, given that everyone gets Amazon Prime for free mm. if, if they sign up to it for having their parcel shipped to them. So not, you know, people get it and sometimes don't even realize it. So yeah. I really hope they chuck out a good meaty two and a half minute kind of trailer yeah. uh to to show um the you know what we can expect in season two because i, I think there's a lot i think it's going to be pretty exciting yeah do you know i have another theory i think they're going to do a fan cut trailer one for people that are really into the show showing the kind of things that they're going to yeah. delve into and then the comic-con trailer is going to be the big bombastic one that draws in new people into this into season two or draws people in who haven't even watched season one to watch that before september 1st so um i think that i think they're probably going to do two cuts all right uh like i said entertainment weekly released about eight photos and the wheel of time official twitter also put it on their twitter account uh with larger resolution images uh at least as far as i can get them on my computer so i would like to uh share my screen for the video audience and i will try to do an audio description uh, as far as the other goes uh for the podcast
I just can't wait to, to make Derek squirm and, and say things because he's always so together uh, when when he's uh, when he's podcasting and he's always mm -hmm. got the right thought and he always edits it so that everybody sounds like they agree with him. So let's see how much we actually agree with him in the real term. What do we got here, Derek? We've got Egwene. Uh, thank you. Um, that's part of the that's part of the uh, the challenge for me is remembering all the names as well because yeah. um, I, I will be doing my research before the episodes come out. But right now, uh, thanks for uh, reminding me of lots of the character names <laughs> from uh, from the season of the show that I watched a couple of years ago. So uh, so yeah, um, the the first image of uh, of a Gwen here looks like she is now um, working in the kitchens of a uh, of a massive castle. Um, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Um, but it looks like yeah, she's taken on a job to support her uh, her traveling. That's what I think is happening. Uh, she doesn't have her braid in her hair mm. anymore. That's pretty interesting. Bubba, what do you think that means? Well, as the non-book reader, I don't exactly remember. I think that even though she's very powerful and saved the day with Nynaeve and other people in the first season, I think it makes a lot of sense if you are on the ground you, if you are a first year, if you are just now learning magic, you know, you got to start at the very beginning. You've got to go and be the complete neophyte. And mm -hmm. my imagination is that's what she has to be. This is Harry Potter, the first year at Hogwarts. You got to wear these robes. You got to do what you're told. And if she's here, what I am, what looks like a pantry, getting things ready and dressed, what appears to be a bit like a servant, this is your. You know, you're the newbie. Last one hired, first one to do the glassware. Now, how did you come to the conclusion that she's a first year? Well, I when I say first year is the first season. And again, I haven't read the books. The first season, it was like, oh, we've got to go to the tower. We've got to find out who's the dragon reborn. But at the tower, it was all women in charge. And these are women who have powers and they were divided up into their colors, as I'd always say. And it felt like she hadn't really gone through any process to, to be one of them, but it felt like because she had these powers, she needed to be one. Remember those terrible people in the white cloaks were torturing her because they thought she was a evil witch <laughs> for the simplest way to say. And so naturally, if you're going to be part of this group, you know, a lot of people aren't just brought in as equals. You go into a sorority, you know, you're going to be a pledge for a bit. So that's how I read it. Sorry if I'm saying first year and second year. Maybe it is. There are no years, but that's the way I assume it is. All right. Excellent. So, uh, Priscilla, why don't you tell me how much Bubba got correctly without <laughs> telling, completely wrong. without, without telling, no. without telling Bubba that he got anything correctly. Cause we don't want to spoil him. Uh, I he do got like everything correctly. He is yeah. amazing. We should not talk bad things about him. He knows everything. Uh, no, but I mean, yeah, she, she doesn't look like she's very happy or no, she's looking yeah. very focused. And I mean, Egwene's whole thing is that she wants to learn, she wants to be better. So that's why I think she doesn't have the braid anymore. She already left the past behind. She already had this mind of like, we are going to Tavalon and I'm going to be an Aes Sedai eventually. I'm going to be powerful. And she's just following through that. And she's paying her dues. And yeah, she just left the three rivers behind. So she's being very practical about it. And I'm very glad for that. Uh, what color is that stone, Derek? What color do you... 
what what would you call that <laughs> uh, that that looks like a uh, like a cement colored stone to me um yeah gray <laughs> yeah gray. Gray. gray it does gray. look gray <laughs> yes. um, but it is definitely a lighter stone and mm. perhaps this is some place that we've been to before in season 1 it just doesn't look quite as polished when you're working in the kitchens there's all kinds of smoke and everything it can get yeah. everything dirty uh, it might be that she's working in the uh, the White Tower here. Weren't they going to go and... Well, that's that's what I would have said on this, because it's a kitchen. Mm -hmm. And the punishment of the White Tower always does seem to be get yourself down to the kitchen to wash a few pots. Or oh, yeah. the other one is go out and weed the vegetable patch. So, um, that, you know, they, they like to give onerous tasks to do. Very good. But so that's what I would have said because mm -hmm. also I think with the white and mm. underneath the apron, mm -hmm. um, and maybe with the hair braiding not being as apparent or as strong, it's something to do with how far along on the journey of, of force uh, of of manipulating the 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 weave and the the force, um. So. <laughs> like a novice state of mm. of development or training uh one mm -hmm. other thing that bubba brought up that i felt was uh quite ingenious to think of is the fact that Egwene is wearing this white not a pure white but a kind of an off color yeah, cream exactly. white it's pretty close uh given the lighting and whatever so uh you also mentioned bubba that all of these different ajas these different types of Aes Sedai, have different colors that they wear and everything and what is white but the absence of color and so therefore uh perhaps she is in the very beginning stages of uh some process <laughs> towards earning a color uh, so. but white is the combination of all colors matt it's the black <laughs> that is the absence of color i, thought, I think I, you you missed that lesson you missed a lesson. Oh, darn. Well, that's why I'm wearing this. Yeah. These costumes, by the way, and I'll be continually be saying this, but they are amazing. Even just this one, uh, it, which is probably the most bland of all of them that we have in these shots. Uh, I'm just struck by how wonderful the fabric looks and how well these pictures are taken and how, uh, how I really want some salad. I really do <laughs> want some salad. Yes. Uh, but that's the way that that's that... if you make friends with salad of yes. course <laughs> uh she's mixing poison obviously for somebody right there uh, <laughs> you know. can tell so much more from these pictures than i can of course which is, which is the, the benefit of having uh, but they're also trying it looked like uh, they were also trying to sort of protect the kitchens from vampires as well oh, really? big, with all the whole load of garlic, garlic there around, as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Oh, someone else who's wearing white, and that is Nynaeve, except she's not wearing much white. Now, there's a lot of things we can talk about this as book readers, uh, but Baba, what do you think is going on here? You know, I have to be honest, Matt, because uh, of the things you just said, I assume that maybe she's also a first year. But the first thing I really thought when I saw this picture is how the, was it the last episode of season one, kind of blew my non-book reader mind of where it feels like a medieval world, but apparently in the far distant past, this was a futuristic world with flying cars, it felt like, and stuff. And I look at this uh, white uh, 
top that she has on. And I think, you know, that looks like something you would buy in a modern mall. So maybe, she, you know, maybe technology isn't as medieval as it seemed in the first season. I don't know. That was really my my only real thought about this. Other than this character in season one seemed very powerful, seemed very strong. I wasn't ever used to this character looking afraid and maybe not strong. And that's the expression you see on her face, at least in my opinion. Yeah, so I think that that's correct. I, I agree with that. She is definitely uh, looking to something and seeming uh, less sure than we're used to seeing her for certain. Uh, Derek... I want you, I mean, obviously this is someplace that's dark. Uh -huh. uh, it's artificially lit. It looks like there's some kind of lamp yeah. behind her there. Not very sure of herself. Is that Doesn't is that as sure of herself as you've ever seen Nynaeve? She's yeah. usually much more confident. Yeah, she looks very scared or very saddened by something that's just happened. Definitely. Um, where would she be going? Any idea? <laughs> is this, this, these are the kind of photographs that I would have. Um, I would, I would be able to take nothing from other than, uh-oh. I uh, thought she was heading to bed, actually, really? in her slinky number. Um, <laughs> but I might be wrong. So I'm, for me, I initially thought that this would, was the same place that Egwene is in, uh, but just mm -hmm. more of the sleeping quarters, mm -hmm. possibly anxious and unsure. Mm. Um because she does a have a problem with authority unless it's her own uh, as well certainly uh, in the white tower mm -hmm. but also we do know that she made a connection with lan mm -hmm. and the training at the white tower then mm -hmm. you know that is an, an issue for those couplings shall we say yes betrayal is not the right word but just that that understanding of what's going to happen as she sort of maybe embraces her training for the sake of her friends because she's less willing i would say than Egwene. Mm. yes uh priscilla i want to talk to you about uh this i don't know is that an archway do you think that is behind uh or or, or some kind of uh freestanding rock a column of some kind or i don't know yeah it could be, um, it's difficult to tell. It's like, it's not very clear from the picture, but, um, yeah, she seems to be not in a cave, but somewhere, as I said, with artificial light. So yeah, she's not traveling, obviously. So this, I mean, we, we are not. We are not going to book spoilers here, but we already know, like from the last season, that she was going to eventually uh, go to the White Tower to receive the training, the same as Egwene. So we can suppose that she is in the same place as Egwene is, but in another level, perhaps, because it's a tower. So tower. So it's there, like there are lots of levels in a tower. All right, next image. Oh, well, we know one of these people. Oh. Uh, if you've been reading castings and you know the other people, but I do mm -hmm. want to focus on her first. There is a woman here. She's holding a spear uh, and she has this kind of veil over her mouth and the veil itself uh, is very similar. Uh, I'll just say this Bubba to what character did we see like that? Uh, not necessarily living in season one. As a non-book reader, I, 
cannot recall this specific match. If, if you're trying to lead me to a place, I couldn't get you there. I apologize. Okay, Tom, Marilyn, oh. and Matt buried a certain person. What did they call him? Oh, ooh, he was a. I'm gonna. I, I missed the exact term, but was it a chronicler, a a, a, a troubadour? What I forget what they were called. It, it was. It was a certain a certain people from a certain area, I, and I, uh, the yeah. And the the whole idea was that they often got uh, they, they they didn't show up very often. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, also, yeah. Ogier, uh, uh, the Ogier mm -hmm. uh, called Rand one as well. Starts mm -hmm. with an A. Okay, Aiel is what that is. Uh, the Aiel are a group of people. Uh, who live uh, very in a very harsh condition, and they're very good at war. In fact, Rand's mother, if you might recall from episode seven of season one, was an Aiel fighter, and you saw how you know completely badass that she was. And so, uh, this is a particular Aiel that you can imagine is pretty much a badass as well. She, I mean, she's got a knife, she's got a spear, she's ready to go, and is she protecting? Our buddy Perrin? Why would Perrin need protection? Why would Wolfboy need protection? Uh, Perrin is in the shot as well, standing next to this eye eel, who I'm just going to go ahead and say, if you've read the castings, uh, the character's name is Avienda, but we won't say anything more about that character. Well, can't, well Matt, can I answer a question I think you're saying about why is this person who obviously seems like a badass standing there next to somebody who, if I remember season one correctly, ended season one by saying, I wanted to be a pacifist. And so maybe you need to have a protective person with a pacifist. And I remember I got frustrated at the end of season one where I'm like, okay, I understand being a pacifist, but didn't he watch and see some friends of allies of his get killed? I'm like, at a certain point, pacifist, you've got to, you've got to do something to, to, you know, there is a time for pacifist. Being a not if you follow the way of the leaf. The yeah. way of the leaf no. is, uh, which, you know, he got brainwashed know. in the cult early on. And I don't know. I'm saying if, if I'm being attacked, you can, you know, drop the leaf and come help me. That's, that's my opinion. You just lock arms and take it. Lock arms and take oh, it the no. same way that the, the Tuathlon did in, when Child Valda decided to take them out. Child Oh my God, Child Valda was yeah, terrible. Make, make yeah, make sure that you call him, do not call him sir, call him Child Valda, always Child <laughs> Valda. I love Perrin's uh, jacket there. The other thing that I'll note before I turn Derek loose on this mm -hmm. is, take a good look at that armor, Derek. What the heck is going on there? That, that's something that we've not seen. And I think that if you keep that picture in mind, then you might make some connections as to where this might be when we look at later shots. Interesting. Uh, but yeah. uh, what what's going on here? What we've got Avienda here. She is protecting yeah. parent. How fun is it going to be for you to embrace this culture, which seems like it's going to get right into our face as we continue to go through this story? You know, they are the characters I'm most uh, excited to meet because of that reaction to uh to one dead guy with a mask um last season from uh from my book reading uh 
podcasting hosts. Um, so uh, I'm really intrigued to see how these play into the show because uh, it seems like an interesting group of people. So uh, in this in this image, definitely it looks like she's protecting uh, Perrin. Um, looks like she's ready and fully tooled up for battle, which is always something you like to see in an action adventure type show. So uh, so that's going to be fun. But yeah, that's that's kind of where where I am on this. This looks like it's going to be a, a, one of the big uh, one of the big moments uh, at the start of a big battle. So yeah, very excited for that. All right, uh, John. Any speculation as to what big battle that might be? Mm. <laughs> So, because see, this is where you get thrown because you think, okay, yeah. I, I think I know who these people are, hmm. but then why is she here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, know, I know that as they navigate across this world, they do bump into uh, ailment um, and women hmm. across. And I think as well, my, my the thing is, I'm just not entirely sure where this actually is. Mm -hmm. So... But I think it could be Faln, potentially, um, mm -hmm. because I know Perrin's primarily the White Cloaks are, you know, the ones that have sort of got their eyes on him, shall we say, um, right. for various reasons. And he has a medallion in the middle as to whether that had a dragon, whether the symbol on that was a dragon. Um, Hard to tell with my resolution. Sorry about that. I know exactly, but I, I don't think you know. It's a little unclear as to what's on it, but it, I'm almost thinking, oh, it does look a little like it could be the head of a dragon, mm -hmm. because the other reason why the ale are sort of maybe a bit more present is because of various legends and prophecies that they adhere to as well. So. Again, I thought it could be later, but I have a feeling this is Falm, because I think Falm is dusty. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that was the one thing I gathered from all of these images, is that Falm seems to be a very dusty place, which being near the ocean doesn't seem right, but I don't know, maybe not. Maybe that's not a big deal. It's just salt. That's all it is. Uh, Priscilla, your impressions of this shot. There's also somebody back here in the background. Yeah. Um... I don't know. That, that, that's some character. interesting armor. It should be a, a new character, yeah. It should be a new character. So we technically we don't know who he is. Yeah, we don't know who he is, but I sure do like that armor. You want that? It's very it's better cool. than your uh, your clothes. The clothes you're wearing now. What, what clothes? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I, I really like all of these costumes. To be perfectly yeah, honest, yeah, they are amazing, they, they right? Look, uh, they look fantastic. Can I yeah, ask I a question them. as somebody who hasn't read the books? Sure. When you see these characters and they have their, you know, the woman with the mask over her face or the person in the back with the very detailed armor and the red colors, when you see them, do they appear like you imagine them in the books? I mean, when I read the book, I don't usually picture, unless it's like a video, uh, a book like there, like the descriptions are very like, uh, precise and very important to the plot. I don't usually picture the, the characters. And uh, for me, like, it's in the verse. Now, if if I go back to the books and then I, I read, then I imagine, like, Randall Thor as Joshua, you know, like, uh, I'm not a particularly visual, like, person in this sense. Uh, but, um, I mean, they look good. 
I think they look better than what I would have imagined, to be honest. I think it's all pretty satisfactory, actually. I think, um, in fact, the only one, just because it's a close-up and we see uh, the new Matt Calthon uh, there, but um, in terms of that, that's... I, it fits with what he's going through, but as to where it is, I'm not entirely sure I, I, I know about that. And then there's somewhere I think I can see parts of book three in it, mm-hmm. um, to be honest. Um, I, even the Rand one is interesting because just because the description of him in the book books is always about him wearing a tunic a lot of the time so seeing him looking like a jedi master um yeah yeah, exactly is a little different um and but again looking at the the little symbols in the back it at at this moment it, it it's I think I know where it is, but it depends how much they're slicing in parts of book three, because I'm just wondering, are they going to kind of maybe just speed up things? Now, Priscilla, I have a problem with that. Robert Jordan spends about 90% of his books describing how things look. So but I'm not that means you're yet. only getting to the 10%, right? Yeah, I'm not I'm not there yet. Oh, you're like, just you're where... just in you're not in the slog yet, are you? Okay. No, and and I also I have to say I don't like descriptions that much. Like I don't focus. I like I read them and I completely forget. You know, I I'm more like plot focus or character driven when I'm reading, I pay attention to what the characters are saying, not exactly what the characters are looking, which is bad because sometimes like I miss things for that. The, the but pod- the podcast that I'm listening to, Wheel Takes, with Ali and Gus, so I'll just go ahead and plug them here. They are fantastic because I believe that, well, one of them has reread the series like multiple times. Um, and the other one, she has is reading the series for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they only listen to the audiobooks, if I, if I recall right. Well, he might read the actual text, but I think she only listened to the audiobooks. And a second a description comes up, in in one of the other you know from one mm-hmm. chapter to another or a book to another she says oh that's blah 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 and i'm like going you know it took me a month to figure that out what are you doing <laughs> uh yeah. so, so for some people the descriptions really work and i think that you can yeah, find a yeah. lot of stuff in there but i'm with you it doesn't usually grab me that much it just it annoys me that 90 percent of robert jordan's writing is those descriptions bubba is bored let's move on to the next yeah uh, yeah he's bored let's move on let's move yeah. on to the next picture here we are here to please bubba yeah Uh-oh. oh my god he's crying Aww. he is crying he's Look very at upset a single tear oh my god uh yeah. this is this is uh donald finn who has taken over the role of matt cott uh, Cawthon from Barney Harris. Uh, he's in a very uh, dark place. Now, the last time that we saw Matt, Bubba, uh, he said, you know, they said, hey, we're going in the ways. And he said, no, ma'am, I'm out of here. Oh, I, I thought he didn't say it. He just peaced out. <laughs> well, he just kind of stared at him, actually. But uh, metaphorically, he was saying, no, ma'am. He ghosted them, Matt. This this Matt ghosted everybody. And yeah. I in my big note, 
on this is that once again, I'm the test subject. I have not read the books. And as we podcasted about season one of The Wheel of Time, so many people would leave comments or talk about, oh, Matt is my favorite character. Matt is my favorite character. He's so funny. And in season one, Matt was not my favorite character. He didn't seem especially fun or funny or anything. And now the first image I have of him in season two, he's sitting in the dark crying. This Where's the lighthearted fun guy I was promised? Book readers have lied to me. Oh, they're just trying to protect you. Now, I, I'm going to disagree with you, Bubba. I actually I liked what they hilarious. did with I lo- I, I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, I thought he was very funny. And I thought that uh, they did some really meaningful character building with Matt's character as far as his sister's. As far as the the whole thing about the Aiel with Tom, Marilyn, I thought that that was all fantastic. If character building is, okay, guys, we're going to go defeat the evil that could kill all of us. We're all together, right? (laughs) Right? Where did Matt go? Yeah, that's great character building right there. Where'd he go? Well, let's talk about this because we saw Moraine basically cure him of the dagger. I mean, Did she cure him? I think she was just like... That's the question. Like, that's the question because he didn't no, see she said, all that change that much no, after that. No, she said something like, okay, right now she, he's safe, but it was already accumulating the, the darkness inside him. So uh, he was. she saved him from physically, but not mentally, if that makes sense. That's what I understood from the, the what she done. Well, so he I'm was a... dying by poisoning something and she just saved his body, but not uh, his soul. Well, I also want to say many podcast listeners are saying, well, I was promised Fitton was this fun guy who made a lot of jokes and that didn't turn out to be true either. So I apologize. Right. After right. this podcast is over, I'll be crying next to a candle. Ah, ah. Yeah, no, that's my job. Be. I'm the I'm the, I'm the mat here. So I'm the one that has to apologize for all of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is he is he sad, Derek? Because... Uh, he let his friends down, or is he just sad? I, I I think that has to be it. It has to be that he's let his friends down. He has to be reconsidering that decision because they're all gone now. He has no idea how to follow them, how to find them. We we I, I suspect at the moment. So uh, so yeah, I think that might be why he's why he's sad, Matt. But uh, he has gone through quite a lot <laughs> as well. <laughs> well. He hates his friends. He doesn't care where they are at all. He's sad because he's just smashed his drinks glass. Is that what it really is? well i i keep thinking of him as being in the white tower (laughs) actually Mm -hmm. so i don't know whether this is a bit of a switcheroo Mm -hmm. um but i wondered you know given the tear that he wished he had gone along he feels like he is not protecting them Mm -hmm. and also I think what I really like about this character anyway is just how, you know, we know he's a bit of a gambler, he likes playing the dice and so on, but how luck becomes a bigger part of his, in a sense. Well, he's Taviran. They they all have a sense of luck about them, but his is extraordinarily around things that are gambling oriented. He he seems to be Mm -hmm. extraordinarily lucky. And I know as it progresses into book three, um, you know, the whole dream world of this this world becomes more apparent and both him and Perrin, you know, certainly stood out to me that, you know, a lot of their actions are happening because they keep seeing these dreams, um, yes. you know, which prompts him to go to certain places. And um, so that's probably a bit 
later on mm-hmm. but uh i i i think it's difficult um because like i love how you know his head is resting on sort of the arm of the bench and there's this intricate woodwork and i'm going i just don't really know if i know enough about the i wish i knew the, the architectural <laughs> styles yeah. you know that this is you know because on on the back uh the 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 backboard of that bench you've kind of got like almost like a a a rose carving sort of like you would get on a stained glass window and i feel that's very white towery mm-hmm. in terms of what it would be but i i just don't know um but he's certainly sad well the, the, here's the deal he's sad cuz he just bet his last silver on a dice roll Whereas Taviran didn't work for him, uh, so he's broke, and uh, he's hungry, and he's saying, "If I just had gone with Moraine and those guys, at least I'd be dead." So <laughs> that's what's going on with Matt right there. That's that's, that's me on record saying exactly what it is. Uh, everybody, pat me on the back when I'm absolutely correct as that's we get awesome. into season two. Oh, dude, what a picture! We are now going to a big group shot, a thrilling group shot. And you guys are going to have to lead me through it because in some ways it doesn't make any sense here as the newbie. I'll go ahead and say the thing that doesn't make sense. I'm pretty sure. And I'm going to hope I don't mispronounce his name. Ogier was in bad straits at the end of season one. I think he took a blade in the back even. Loyal. Yeah. Yeah. Loyal. And now here he is hanging out with, I'm pretty sure, the most evil person in the world. And I don't know anything about this woman in the in the front of this procession with these creepy, long fingers. She's not a good person. But She's yeah, not a good I'm person. Saying, That's all you can... Yeah. You know, we should not judge people by how they look, but she looks horrific. She looks terrible. Now, like, where this, I... is something, this is something you should say behind her back, where Loyal is. You know, you look like crap. Now you cannot about, see her face. How she can look? That's like probably that. better. Well, well, well hold, it, it looks like she's got horns coming out of her head. She's got these weird finger extensions that are creepy. I'm sorry, you know, I judge this book by its cover, and I'm burning this book. I'm taking okay, now, it to Florida so it gets tossed out. Bubba, where <laughs> did we see these people in season one? Not these exact people, but where do we see people like this? Nobody told me there'd be a quiz. I'm sorry, okay. I don't exactly the very remember. The very last scene of season one. Oh, okay. Uh, remember oh, the big ocean right. waves right. on the, the boat? boats. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, they were means... trying to kill the, uh, a baby girl. They were trying to kill a child. Oh, yes. Horrific. Loyal is here. Obviously, the people from the boat have gotten on land. Yeah, they killed the child. And they're aligned yeah. with the dude that Rand thought he killed, but did not kill, just released. Oh, uh, who uh, the show still, I think, knows as the Dark One. However, he is credited as Ishmael in the credits. Of the oh, show. yeah. He looks yeah. very, very pleased with himself, like, I does. have to say. One of the things I love about this, I'm going to go to the, the lower here. Uh, he, th- this place is very dusty where they seem to be walking. And he is obviously uh, so petty that he's put some kind of galoshes over his fancy shoes so that they won't get dusty. And then, of course, uh, Loyal's pretty pretty little 
what's he got? Four toes there, his little hooves. They're great. Yeah. Uh, and he's dressed in this kind of really weird garb. That's not something you see Loyal be dressed in. Uh, could this be an indication and the fact that he's several steps behind? And it seems like he's next to another dude that's dressed the same. Could Loyal possibly be uh, acting as a servant here? Either yeah. a spy or he's, you know, like if you can't beat him, you join him. One of the yeah, two. no, yeah, maybe he seduced uh, one of these women. He's like a concubine. <laughs> Priscilla has earned the fake Holly laugh. The fake Holly laugh is awarded for jokes that are special. This is the first fake Holly laugh that has been awarded for season two coverage of Wheel of Time. Uh, okay, now, this is why I pointed out the guy. Uh, mm -hmm. In, in the shot with Avienda and Perrin because yep. to me these uniforms they don't look exactly the right the same but they do have that metal mm -hmm. they do have that medallion kind of thing in the yeah. center of them right so uh, given that we've seen these people before and we see some other people here Derek what the heck do you think is going on here <laughs> I have no idea boss um, this these costumes are absolutely gorgeous you mentioned it before already matt but um these are amazing looking costumes uh so intricate so uh so wonderful to look at um really intrigued uh, to see what's going on here um has has someone been captured um are they being are they reuniting here um i have to go for character names again i've lost my character names uh she's <laughs> Yeah, the, loyal. This, so loyal, thank loyal. you. Loyal is the Ogier. Yeah, uh, we have the dark one here, or mm -hmm. uh, I think that the casting name that they gave him was uh, Ishmael. Yeah, and sure. then uh, we have a couple of Sean Shan. Yeah. yeah. I think that you're probably correct there. And Baba, you said that these are uh, nail extensions? Is they're, it? They're, they're horrific, whatever they are. They they are quite. This uh, is somebody oh. trying to get in Guinness Book of World Records for creepiest fingernails. And even though they're, I've seen longer fingernails. I'm just going to give it to this person so they leave me alone. You just you just see longer than this. Did you see longer than this? Yeah, but also think about this: that you often hear the phrase "the eyes are the window to the soul," and in mm -hmm. both of these two people that Loyal is walking behind, not the not the dark one, but the other two people. A lot of times their eyes are hidden, so they it's like they don't want you to see their eyes. You don't want them mm -hmm. to see their soul. And maybe because if we were to see them, not good. That you went too deep. That was a very deep uh, observation. Well, I had to do that after I literally just said, yeah, they're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like body posture, it seems that he's like some sort of like looking at... Um, at the woman, maybe he's like, I wouldn't say that he's conspiring against this woman because Loyal is a very good like uh, person, but it looks like he is like, uh, he true. knows something, no? he has some, some conspirational things. So maybe the other person that we saw on the other like picture wearing this uh, armor, but not quite, maybe we are going to have some sort of revolt there. I don't know. They're invaders. So 
I apologize to our video viewers uh, or to our audio viewers that you can't see this, but it's just this very intricate uh, mask-like structure that goes over her entire shoulder, the har their harnesses. Um, it goes to this mask, which completely covers her face. Looks like she's got her eyes closed, even. Um, this beautiful ornaments on the top of her head. And it's just so amazing. Even the fabric itself, the way it's woven together. Uh, don't know why she's trying to set a world record for the longest fingernails. She's not anywhere <laughs> close, according to the last picture I saw. But keep trying, lady. Uh, and then you have the Dark Ones outfit, because I guess he is from the past, which uh, had a futuristic element to it. He gets all the cool stuff, all the leather with the cool designs. Yeah, I, I think I'd like to cosplay as the Dark One. Um, that looks fabulous. Uh, I'd wear that. I'd wear that out on Halloween. I'd, I think I'd wear that on a Tuesday. <laughs> Possibly, yes. <laughs> you have better Tuesday than I do. <laughs> well, it is Tuesday here as we record, and uh, yes. folks in the audio or in the video podcast can see exactly what I'm wearing. So you get ideas of what my Tuesdays are like. Mm -hmm. I, I think sure. it's interesting, though, with the dark one being in that shot because technically, you know, is this some kind of, un with Loyal being behind, is it some kind of se dream sequence? Of some description uh, i think um as well from what i can remember around book two a certain peddler uh from book one that we saw um very early on is one of the main sort of agents of uh of the dark lord right he's uh, stolen the horn it, right he's yeah. stolen the horn in, um, in this film yeah. uh, in terms of trying to thwart rand and company so okay. it's an interesting shot because i'm it's i don't think it's as such present um but maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe he's not you even wardles. there oh good maybe good no because we're like in the first season we saw like some sort of hallucinations and like mm -hmm. people that were there but they were not there they were not visible for everybody so maybe he's not visible for everybody I like that. Mm. Nah, he he looks like I mean, two reasons. Nah, he's from another era, so he looks very like uh, unlike anybody else. But he can also it can also be that he's not there, like physically. Maybe it's just like um, I don't know. I think that would make him stand out even more if he was there, mm. right? I mean, he would look yeah very odd to everybody. Now exactly. I, I'm assuming we can think that whether he is actually physically there or not we can assume that there is an alliance here, which makes us dislike the Shan-Chan even that much more, correct? Yeah. Bubba yeah, we don't care. like them. No, B Bubba doesn't care. We should move on. Uh, he, he's like, he doesn't want, yeah. Oh, the most beautiful dress. here's our hero. Wow, yeah, Moraine. Tell us, oh. Bubba, tell us what you're seeing. Well, we are seeing Rosamund Pike, who plays Moraine in a uh, very awesome, rich blue, dark blue dress. Her hair is pulled back. She's uh, got a white shift for top under, her top un underneath this wow, look at all that dress. Lacing. Yeah. And she obviously had a big L, took a big L at the end of season one. She actually <laughs> kind of L. took a lot of L's in season one, if I think about it. But yeah, she took a lot of she took a lot of losers 
to the north uh, to Faldar <laughs> is what she did. Yeah. Well, I, well, I wasn't going to say it like that, but really, she wants to find the Dragon Reborn and she wants to defeat the Dark One. And it's almost like everything she did blew up in her face. All her goals blew up in her face. But despite Rand, quote unquote, being the most powerful and the Dragon Reborn, as a show watcher, she's the one. Like, if anybody's going to save us, I know these other characters have powers and they can, I assume, grow and become more powerful. But to me, you know, she's the top dog. She's She's got the most power of anybody. And if I was going to assume anybody was going to save this world from the darkness that could envelope it, it'd be her. She still is wearing her Aes Sedai ring. Mm. Remember, there were times with the uh, with the white cloaks where she had to take it off uh, and she gave it to land to hide uh, the fact that she was an Aes Sedai. Uh, obviously, she's not having any problems with that here. So uh, that means what, Derek? Has she got her powers back? Is she still shielded or stilled? Or I'm calling it shielded. I don't think she's been permanently had the power taken away from her. But uh, uh, much the same way that they did with uh, Loghain to keep him from accessing his power. I think that whatever was put on her at the end of season one is similar to that. It's just yeah. that it's kind of, I don't know, tied off in some way. And that's why, yeah. yeah, yeah they, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. That was, that was my speculation at the time that this isn't, that wasn't a permanent thing. That's a, uh, it's some kind of temporary cut and she looks very powerful in this image, whether she has her powers or not. <laughs> so that's a very yeah. powerful moment for her. Um, I wouldn't like to be on the other side of that stair. Um, she looks like she's uh, she's about to uh, confront somebody uh, right here. So who is it? She's not wearing any shoulder pads. What do we do about that? She was shoulder pad queen in season one. Uh, is that for battle? Is she is she still trying to be a little incognito? Evidently not, because she's wearing this ring. Uh, love that belt too. Is there any kind of? Uh, no, she's a perfection. Matt, you need to be on the yeah. on the red carpet judging people as they come in. You're like, look at this outfit, dressed to the nines. What are you wearing? You know, I this mean, is uh, she. You know, when you are a very powerful person in a world, you wear nice threads, and mm -hmm. even though everybody in the background is in out of focus, you can tell that be, with her power comes great costuming. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to great responsibility. Exactly. Yeah, she's looking the parts of a powerful woman. Yeah, that's correct. If you yeah. needed help in this shot, in who would you go to get help from? Her, obviously. Or maybe well, the woman. To if, be honest, if you were I hungry, we you might go to. The woman yeah, I was gonna say, I might, yeah. I might go and get me some salad. Is what I might do right over there, or some stew, she, or whatever. Yeah, there. but she doesn't look like. Um, also, nobody looks happy in in any picture. Mm, no. So she point. also doesn't look like she looks like. Uh, what's going on here? She looks very intent. She looks very focused. Uh, she's headed yeah. somewhere. That's for certain. Uh, so we will have to see what that means. Uh, we can again. Uh, talk and about, she's you know, by herself. There is no land there. There is like, no land because, there. Yeah. So land was one of her L's. Land was like Nineen. Hello. <laughs> Marie Moraine. Old news. Now uh, the ball and yeah. chain. She's making me follow her. Sorry. I, I think to me th this picture is decidedly at a port town of which mm. the two cities. At what the one at the end of book two and the one at the uh, the one in book three both have them both uh, next to the the sea. 
I guess I just didn't under- necessarily know their respective dustiness. Mm-hmm. So, but it's certainly they they look like it's sort of down by the docks, sort right. of the uh, all the yeah, very little there. stonework. No, almost yeah. no stonework. It's almost all woodwork. Uh, yeah, and here. sort of more of the you know the 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 workers area away from any person of wealth or or influence or power. Uh, in the respective town. Mm. So so maybe she's just arrived. John, I would ask this. Uh, if you were to portray this dress, and you're thinking about a seamstress who's going to make this dress for Moraine, uh, when Moraine walks in, is she walking in with old money or new money? I'd say old money. I would definitely say old money myself. Um, I don't know how much we've gotten really into Moraine's backstory yet with the show, and I don't know how much we will, but I hope that we do. So that that old money explanation will ring through at some point. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I'll finally understand what that means. Uh, well, I, I think in about, I, about season five. Yes, you will. Okay, okay. I think it. I'm, and I, I won't say by who, but uh, I have come across the the first sort of main discussion of that yeah. old money. Which Priscilla? Does it imply new money or old money? Old money. Old yeah, money. she's old money, old money. Yeah, uh, she's yeah. that's that's very awesome because you you don't just walk into any old seamstress shop and say, "Hey, I want this," right? So. No, no, this is like, yeah, it's amazing. I w- I would love to have this dress. I would, Matt. Too. Can I say you were like, well, at the end of season one, she had lost her powers. Let me say that the Moraine I saw in season one. There's no way you're keeping this woman without her powers. She is going to get those powers back. I have no fear whatsoever. She's getting it back. She is, like I said, at this point, if I had to put money on who could save us, I'd put all my stock money in the Marine stock. Where is land? Where do you suppose land is? Still on the ship, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't his job to protect her? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't he be near her? Scouting. Oh, maybe he is. He could be, you know. Or maybe she's just seeing. Oh, yep. Land got another one. He was that one was going to try and kill me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, maybe they're having uh, a little wobble, despite all the protocols around mm-hmm. Ace Sedai and their warder. Isn't he still mm-hmm. trying to find her? Is that not where we left him at the end of last season? Well, and that is true as wasn't, well. Wasn't yeah, Land separated from her, trying he, to find he was, her. Oh, I thought was... that he did find her at the end, and at the at the, oh. uh, at the seal, and when she told him. Yes. Yeah, right at the end. Yes, you're right. Last couple of seconds of the, of, or last couple of minutes of the final episode, wasn't it? Um, they yeah. found each other. Okay, so it's not that. So maybe he, she just uh, sent him off for some messages. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go find a good seamstress. This dress yep. is going to get ruined real quick in this all this yeah. dust. No. Uh, any other thoughts about this image before we move on? Anybody? Anybody? Silence is no, ama- amazing dress. Here's an amazing shirt. I I just want to focus. We, we have this picture of Rand. He looks like he's in a place that looks very similar to where, to me, to where Loyal and uh, uh, Dark One and Shan Shan were. It just looks mm-hmm. kind of stony and, and I don't, uh, I know book readers would know these banners here. Uh, probably and be able to identify 
what this place is. I know exactly where this place is. Uh, but we have the Dragon Reborn, who is a swathed. Uh, he is Obi-Rand Kenobi here. Uh, Derek, I've got a question for you. How mm-hmm. is it possible that this strap is on the ins? Is it on? Is on the inside of the hood here? Whoop. Mm-hmm. How can it be on the outside to hold the sword up on the back? Oh, you see, this is a, a trick that uh, that many heroes have, so they can throw their cloak off and reveal their full garments to everybody around them. Yeah, this is, uh, mm. this is an old trick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Also, John, photograph. So it has to be true, right? So it's yeah. there. It's the it's mm-hmm. photographic evidence right yeah. there. Uh, anybody see a dragon there? It's either a dragon or it's like that Lamb of God thing that's been, you know, that you see sort of getting slaughtered in churches. Interesting. That they do. But it, uh, I'm guessing it's. What a, churches are you going to? I'm guessing it's a dragon. You mean paintings of it, not actual like slaughterings or in churches bull? that you go to? Or it's a rabbit. I guess. Or it's a rat. Yeah, it could be a dolphin, actually. Okay. <laughs> it's one of Swan's fish from her place where she's from. Does this little shape right here look like a dragon to you? No. No, not at all. I think this looks like embroidery. I think that there's dragons in. Oh. Would that be a bit vain of Rand to be like, well, I'm the dragon reborn. <laughs> I'm the dragon, yeah. I got to go to this alteration place and get my clothes to fit it. Please remove that fox that was on my <laughs> collar and replace it with a dragon. I think there's a book reason for this, but I'm oh. not going to say anything right now. No, I really like, I, I really like what I was saying. Oh, yeah, please remove this. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, no, come on. Like, he's like a very Assassin's Creed for me. Like, he looks mm-hmm. like. Have you played oh. this game? No. I don't play video games. I'm you don't play yeah. video games. Oh, no, my God. You, you just maybe... read books, right, Matt? You don't maybe. play video games. I, I, just... I just read books. I don't play video games, Matt. I, yeah. No, okay. No, no, Thank no. you. I don't even Did you give me a spoiler, Priscilla, that Rand, by being so powerful, will be able to do some of the things that the assassins can do? You know, like pretty much jump and climb walls without any trouble. Like well, um, if you if you read the second book, there is something that happens in the end Ooh. that is it's even better than Assassin's Creed in terms of what he can do. Oh, great! Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you have that. to you have to realize this is like really high fantasy. You know, it's like it, like the the magic system there is like the things happen all the time people can travel through places to another place and they can do things that you, it's not possible to do actually wonderful so. yeah let's go i'm excited yeah so he's got his hair and mark blade on his back um and as i said i think there are places we can identify here bubble would you say that this architecture looks similar to things that we've seen in other shots it does. I don't necessarily, if as a show watcher, I don't automatically assume they're in the same place. They could be in similar castles with brown, light, you know, sand colored rocks. To me, the biggest thing is once again about his expression. Rand was, you almost want to call him a happy go lucky young person who was in love with this woman. And then he's had the weight of the world fall on him. Then he kind of failed with the weight of the world on him. And his expression is the thing that I see in this picture where he looks he looks like somebody 
no, I don't want to call him a badass. He looks like somebody who's just kind of lost everything and kind of failure. So mm. it'll be interesting if his attitude matches the one that I'm seeing in this image. Very interesting. I think that mm. that's an interesting observation. So you, Do you recall? You think he's a little bit depressed, Baba? Do you think he's depressed? Or maybe if, because if you have one chance to truly defeat darkness and you lose it and you're just, you know, mm, you okay. just almost nothing matters anymore. Like, okay. You know, he's a nihilist. No, could, could be. Yeah. Uh, also let's not forget that Matt and Rand, uh, had a conversation back in season one talking about, Hey, let's, you know, let's off each other. If we go mad, if we're the one and we go mad. Oh Yeah. And uh, so, it, it, is it possible, Bubba, that there's just a little bit of madness behind those eyes? I wouldn't have thought that. And even as you're saying it, I'm thinking, no, maybe this is the face you make after you off one of your buddies because they've gone mad. Oh, <laughs> oh we've got to write that one down. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like somebody mentioned the, the dragon that he has in, in his shirt and he like that's what it really like, yeah. is is he's like somebody saw his shirt and said oh that's a cute fox and he went yeah that they paid that person <laughs> to make it a dragon or, yeah it's like i kill that taylor <laughs> yeah i do you imply i am the dragon reborn is that what you're saying it's like... <laughs> but, um, and it, it's interesting because it's it, you know with the hood up i guess he's trying to sneak into the death star at the moment um <laughs> rather than you know as you say whipping off the 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 hoodie mm -hmm. uh to reveal um I he doesn't want to face the battle droids just yet yeah yeah yes. exactly now i have a big suspicion about what this is but i can't say a darn you can't thing. say yeah yeah uh but it's a beautiful shot it is a beautiful shot how did he get his horse back didn't they send them all off when they went through the way gate? Where did he get his horse back from? This is fantasy. This horse is going to know where he is at all times. Come on, man. Just going to show up. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. Was Gandalf's horse that uh, Shadowfax? Was that yes, Shadowfax? thank you. Yes, okay. of course. All right. So there, there you go. That's, that's where that is from. Uh, it's Bella. <laughs> It's Black Beauty is what it is. Look at it. Uh, what, what is Lance Horse's name? It starts with an M, doesn't it? Moraine. Oh, Manjib. Manjib. I don't know. Mandab. Mandar. Mandarb. Mandar. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I was close, but um, not that much. <laughs> well, closer than I was, because all I had was the M. Uh, yeah. Lots of intricate... Oh, works on on the. I mean, I just love. But it, it looks like he's. <laughs> for a second there, when I was zooming in, I was like, "Those are jeans," uh, <laughs> but uh, it's not. It's not. He's been dead. to the future too. Yeah, he's got a pair of Levi's uh, <laughs> on. Yeah, uh, I look at all of this beautiful stitching in there. So, uh, Baba, just just for grins, because I think Priscilla and I both know what this is about. Uh, but what do you, what do you think it is just so that we have something on record for non-book readers? This, this shot tells me nothing other than Lan yeah. is in season two. It really absolutely tells me nothing. Lan was a character that once again, it felt like a lot of book readers had a, a huge strong bond to and really mm -hmm. like him. And he did do some cool things in season one, but 
when you always have land standing next to an Isodai like Moraine, land seems like, yeah, he kind of helps. You know, he's like he's like Robin <laughs> to Batman. You know what I mean? So well, I mean, he failed even in the very first episode. Uh, yeah, hello. He was trying to protect Moraine, and she ended up getting hurt real bad. So oh. you had one job, Lan. Yeah, I mean, you had one job, dude. Now you, now you're kicked to the curb. Oh, I don't have the power anymore. That means that our bond, is, our bond is uh, broken. Get the heck out of here. You know, get that. Who, who the heck are you? Go be king of that place in the blight, Derek. Uh, oh. <laughs> just as Bubba had <laughs> said, there is nothing that I can tell you about this shot except for mm. the fact that Lan is in season two. That's the only yes. thing I can tell you from this shot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely me. Yep. Um, Lan on a beautiful horse, uh, once again, um, on his own. Uh, so what's happened? Why is he separated from Moraine again? Um, what's he doing? Who's she he... might be up the tree, though. She could, she could be up the tree. I doubt it. But she could be just ahead of him on her horse, um, potentially. But uh, yes, I can tell you absolutely nothing about this shot, other than I'm delighted to see Lan again. One of my favorite characters of season one, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a little unsure as to what this is about. Um, <laughs> what do you think? I I mean, well, I I'd have to kick you out of the room, Derek, before I can okay. say anything. Okay. <laughs> like, it's quite it's woody, certainly not dusty. I feel that around um, the White Tower. The, you know, it's very lush. You've got the river, you've got mm. the woods. I kind of felt, Separate. shall we just say, maybe he's got two ladies in his life that he's struggling to sort of reconcile at this moment uh, in terms of the relationship with both of them. And mm. so I kind of thought it was in that kind of space. But yeah. um, the only hand I'll get in this section uh, that I think that it is, is that this almost looks a little bit too idyllic right. to me. Uh, it almost looks a little bit too perfect. And thus, it makes me think that it might have something to do with another shot that's in here that I won't say. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, that way I can just torture you. I can make you yes. think, oh, well, now there's some connection that I got to find. And you can, you have until September. Derek, and then, yes, you know, that's you know, this will probably be the the focus of the first trailer uh, that comes out exactly uh, at, yeah. at the fan fest, which will just be all about land story in season two of uh, Wheel of Time. <laughs> Anything else on this picture? No, it's amazing. Priscilla? Yeah, no. you just want to. Yeah. That's all the images that we've got. But I think mm -hmm. that uh, I think that you did quite well, Derek. You came up with oh, some good you. stuff. Uh, John, as always, your stuff is fantastic. I think it will works beautifully. Can I ask Ozzy. a question? Can I ask no, a question? No man? questions allowed. Go ahead. So, because I don't have any context, I can't get. You know, my excitement can only reach so much level. You guys are in the know. When you see these shots, are you like, "Oh yes, we're going to see this"? Oh, this is so excited. This character's here. Oh, or are you so puzzled by what you see that it's like, "Huh." What are they going to do with this upcoming season? So mm -hmm. I, I can't experience that. You guys tell me what's it like. Well, until I'm proven wrong, uh, which I likely will be, I, I'm very pleased with each one of these shots because I think I know exactly what each one of them are. Uh, but, and there are things you're excited to see. And they are all things I make. I think I can't wait to see the sequence that Priscilla was talking about um, 
earlier where she said, I'm very curious guys... how they are going to do it because it's like in the books, it, no? Yeah, well, uh, how, you know. how they are going to translate it, like, uh, it, it can it, look very cheesy if they don't do it right, I think. Well, knowing Rafe, it probably will to some degree. <laughs> <laughs> But it, that'll be okay. I, he, yeah. lo he loves right. everything so much that he can do whatever he wants with it. Yeah. I, I agree mm -hmm. with you. It does have the potential to be very cheesy. It also has the potential to be just super epic, depending on how much time they put into it. So yeah. uh, I, I love that. I am excited for every shot. I skipped over you, Priscilla. What, did, what, do you, uh, what are your thoughts about each of these shots in terms of uh, are you looking forward to it? Are you confused by any of it? No, no, I, I'm very much looking forward. As I said, I was uh, I was happy with season one. I think it could have been better, but it also could have been worse. Uh, I was satisfied overall, all, like what happened there. Uh, but like, I, I don't know if we're going to discuss further, like from the book reader perspective, like the Moraine storyline, it's like, it's a big, interrogation mark so far for me like in the pictures that like we we saw no, because there is something there that i don't know where she's going like uh as baba said she has to get her powers back so i'm very invested in this part of the story that is actually kind of new like new new waters for us you know it's a great introduction back into the world i have no context other than you know, you're telling me, oh, remember those people on the boat? They're going to be trouble. But I kind of assumed mm -hmm. that, obviously, the way they were introduced at the end of season one. I was just trying to make sure that you even remembered that they were on the boat. That's no, all no, I was No, doing. no, no. I did, I, to be honest, I didn't remember that that specific action of them murdering that kid. But I do remember <laughs> them coming to it was just know, an them accident, landing. It, I just do remember them landing. And it was it was the idea of oh, you think things are bad now because the Dark One's released. But guess what? There's other troubles besides the Dark One. Now, admittedly, there were already other troubles, the people in the white cloaks and such, but this feels like this this world, you need to leave. You need to move away and find a nicer place to live is what it's implying season two is going to be like. So mm -hmm. that's going to be exciting. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, you guys will <laughs> be stuff. covering lots of stuff this summer. Mm -hmm. uh, the boys, when does the boys come out? Uh, Boy Season 4 has has not been announced yet. Uh, it's coming oh. next year. Uh, but the okay. spinoff uh, Gen V is coming out in September oh. of this year as well, towards the end of this uh, of September. So uh, that's the one that may have a crossover with uh, with Wheel of Time Season 2. All right. Uh, are you covering Ahsoka? Or are you just covering the Star Wars animated stuff? Have you looked in, at the Vision stuff? Because I really loved the Vision yes, volume yeah. too. Yeah, we, we looked, looked at the Vision and watched it. Um, while we were on holidays it actually came out so we were able to to view it but haven't covered it really enjoyed it but soka has been the one that we've been building up to um for a very long time we've been covering uh, star wars the bad batch the series that spun out of the clone wars this is the first live action series spinning out of the clone wars so uh really looking forward to, to covering that and it also is featuring loads of cast from uh, star wars rebels one of our favorite uh, star wars properties yeah. so uh, really excited to be covering that as well good omens are you covering season two of good omens 
We certainly are. Yes, going yes. up in our video. Uh, Can't end, wait. End of June. Um, looking forward to that. That's season season two of Good Omens. Uh, another another season two for this year. Uh, and my big show coming up this year. I'm a, a massive comic book nerd, and my favorite comic book character is uh, Nick Fury, and he's finally getting his own TV show in Secret Invasion. It's just around out. the corner. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Twenty twenty first of June. So yeah, uh, very excited for that as well. And the new Spider Man animation as well, mm-hmm. which uh, is out this thursday that's right yeah across well, the, the premieres this thursday yeah yeah look forward to that too so lots of stuff coming up uh, the next couple of months folks if you're into marvel at all and if you're into all of these wonderful shows that they've just been talking about please mm-hmm. check out tv podcast industries that's tv podcast industries.com or on twitter you're at tv pod industries correct that's right that's right too many characters for twitter yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, for having me uh, join you guys uh, for this uh, almost spoiler-free uh, discussion on Wither Time Season 2. I am really... <laughs> Never spoiler-free completely. We just can't <laughs> do it. When you're a book reader, you just can't do it. So with that, we shall now make our declarations, uh, our pledges to watch Season 2 of The Wheel of Time. <laughs> comes to session for a special proclamation. Hail! I, Matrid, not to be confused with Putrid, serving as her queen's court heralder, promoted from court jester, they just haven't sent me the clothes yet, read the following. (laughs) Queen Morghese has successfully negotiated with the kingdom of Amazon Prime and now declares that the Dragon Reborn, also known as Randall Thor, shall return to the kingdom of Amazon Prime on the date of September 1st of the year 2023 of this age. From her throne, the Queen Morghese shall now hear pledges to participate in the witnessing of the journey of the Dragon Reborn. We begin with the pledge of the Queen of Brazil, Germany, and YouTube, Her Royal Majesty Priscilla. Queen, will you pledge to watch Season 2 of Wheel of Time? Sure. Silence! Silence! That was not very enthusiastic. Queen Morghese does not, does not approve. Silence! Overlords of TV Podcast Industries, Overlord Derek, Editor-in-Chief, your pledge. Will you watch Season 2 of Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime? I pledge to watch every single episode of Wheel of Time Season 2 on Prime Video. Excellent. And as the person who is the overlord of the synopsis of each and every episode, (laughs) shall you, Overlord John, pledge to watch season two and not leave a single juicy detail out of your synopsis? 
I do pledge that and a hey nonny nonny to that as well. <laughs> the Queen shall now hear the pledge of the King of Double P, His Majesty Bubba of Fit and Trim. Your Highness, thy shall watch Amazon Prime until the Wheel of Time is released. Then after it is released, thy shall watch it again and again. Thy shall not proceed unto season three until thou has watched season two. Amen. Silence! Silence! And so it is written, so shall it be done! Mm -hmm. Hey! Hey.